Another week, another episode of your favourite netball podcast here if you need. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I back. say that with a smile and a bit of a chuckle, Bianca Chatfield, because our special guest today is also a co-host on a rival podcast. Mm. So we've got to pick a side. So you thought we, you'd better which, take control? <laughs> we, I, I did, yes. I also, that, hence why I dubbed it. Netball's favourite podcast here if you need. Is that right? Okay, yep. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Great to see you. Great to have you back. It's good to be what back. What were you doing hanging out at the Holden Centre when you were meant to be with Well, me? controversially, I was interviewing a few Collingwood netballers. Ooh. They had a, a terrific initiative, actually, whereby they helped the Salvation Army and I did see the that. homeless um, in and around Melbourne. So well done to the Collingwood Football Club and Collingwood Netball Club. But it's not about Bloody calling, what is it? Sherelle McMahon, welcome to Here If You Need. Hi, thank you. Thanks very much. Well, I mean, it isn't about Collingwood, but they did raise over a million dollars. They did. In that initiative. So they did very well. Um, and I would have to probably dispute the favourite podcast. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, this is good, actually. This has been fun. Just be listening. in the moment, Shaz. Let's this, just be this, in the moment. <laughs> this has actually been really fun listening to um, you guys chat to all the girls. Who's been your favourite guest that we've mm. had on? Who's been the most entertaining from, I guess That's what you see at training of the girls is very different to maybe what you hear from them here? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I think that Em Mannix has been quite fun in the bits and pieces that she's been doing, yeah. actually. Watch she, out, Clint. She, she, she was a well very handy co-host <laughs> last week. <laughs> Well, yeah, she was good with John last week. Yeah, she was uh, – oh, not that you're not because you obviously the, the are. Actually, the two episodes that people say are their favourites both feature M Mannix. The <laughs> other one was when Joe filled in for Bianca. People say that that could have been the best podcast. <laughs> oh, so right. I don't know what it says about Bianca and I as a double act. Actually, okay. do you have any animal noises on that podcast? <laughs> because Clint and the girls were featuring their favourite animal noise they can do. Mm. Clint – can you give us a bit of the seagull? The seagull has, has flown away. The <laughs> seagull won't be making a return given the feedback I received. Uh, well, I am from a dairy farming com- community, yes. so it would be a cow. Wow, what about the concentration on the face? <laughs> it was very good. Very good. Can we edit that bit out? Well, no, you, it's no, staying I in. I hate to tell you this, Sherelle, but we're filming this whole thing, so it's not only audio, but now we have the visuals. And... Part of our best of series as well. Uh, that will get a run. Uh, okay, so as a great mates, you two, um, surely you've got a few stories for us. I'm going to start with you, Sherelle. What's your favourite Bianca Chatfield memory? Oh, wow. There must All be around. so many. Well, there we're, are we're, so many. Uh, either in green and gold or in the Phoenix or Vixen's colours. Mm. <laughs> do, do you know what? Bianca is so well behaved. It is absolutely ridiculous. I am a bit scared about it. if you ask her that question about me. <laughs> um, what's the most trouble? Well, actually, probably one um, Mad Monday or No Undy Monday, as we used to call oh, them. Yeah. Um, Bianca <laughs> went missing for a period of time and then walked back into a crowded pub with a stolen bike on her shoulder. So that was <laughs> with Julie Coletto. We'd both got out and we were just with a bike. Like, what is going on? They're like, oh, we've got a bike. I'm like, I can see you've got a bike. Hang on. Well done. So how long did you go missing for, Bianca? <laughs> Julie and I went somewhere else to try and find, actually, I don't know why we had the bike, but we went well, yeah, to try went... and find other people yes. and we found the bike 
and took it back and then we were trying to sell it. You were too. <laughs> to everyone in the pub. We to sell it. Oh, God. <laughs> Tough times for netballers back in the day. You didn't get paid <laughs> just, enough. Just scrounging money any way you could. Anyway, that, that's oh. probably one of my favourites. Chatfield, right of reply. Oh, no. I'm well, scared. I've... I obviously grew up, you know, Sherelle is five years older than me and another good friend of ours, Natasha Chocolate. Hey, just quickly, happy birthday. Oh, yes, oh, for you. yesterday. Yeah. Great you. reminder. Well done. <laughs> You're um, so Tash and Sherelle took me under their wing oh, early. No. It's and... not going to be good if it involves Tash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. And these two would just have a great time, you know, that kind of, you know, party hard but play hard. Yep. They'd, they'd be able to mix both. and. Uh, I just remember they had this tradition that if you made the finals and you won the first final, so you'd win the semis, that meant you got a home grand final. So their tradition became on prelim final weekend, when you had the weekend off, you would go out and you'd have a massive night. And then that would mean you'd win the grand final. So <laughs> this became our tradition. And they used to say to me, you have to join us. You have to come out with us. And we'd have... What we do. We'd ha- quite often have a massive weekend on prelim final and watch the other teams play off and then walk straight into the grand final and generally win it. There were a few that we might have missed out on, but yeah. we forget those. Yeah. Ladies, we forget those. I like your stuff. <laughs> Times have certainly changed now, though. Would not, I would not recommend that. No. I would not recommend that. Well, now that you're a serious as a coach. coach exactly. How you- did, can you talk to us how that came about, the coaching part? Because when you retired as a player, we saw you get into some commentary as well. And then you're doing a little bit of coaching on the side. Has it been something that you've always thought that when you grow up, you're going to become a coach or? Well, it's an interesting one. I mean, I've done, I've worked on the broadcast side of it. Even while I was still playing, I was calling some games yeah. as well. So I I do really love that side of it. Um, Especially when you're working with such great people. High quality eh? talent. <laughs> Channel 9, no doubt. Um, and I, I was, I've been doing a little bit of coaching um, kind of since I um, retired really. Um, my passion is always the high performance side of things. So, you know, I, I do love the broadcast and, and talking about it. And, you know, I was lucky enough to do a bit of stuff um, through the finals of the World Cup, which is fantastic. So I don't know exactly where that will go. Hopefully that'll still bubble along a little bit, but the high performance side of it is what really um, kind of gets me excited about working in sports still. So whether that's coaching or, you know, high performance roles, I'm not exactly sure how that will sit, but um, yeah, it's been it's been really a great challenge and a really different way of looking at things to come on to the assistant coach of the Vixens. Sure, we always ask for questions from our fans and one which um, spiked my interest here and it's on the topic of coaching. It's from Sarah Gainsford. She wants to know what is it like coaching some of the girls you actually played with? Yeah. That's is it challenging? A good question. No, in, in fact, in some ways it's easier because mm. you already have an existing relationship. You know, and, and you know and how they play. Yeah, you know kind of what their strengths are and perhaps what their mm. things that they need to work on. Um, so I think with leadership in, in whatever leadership role you hold, it, a lot of it is about building relationships and then off that being able to have conversations that are meaningful and, and help create some positive change. So I think for me, those existing relationships have helped. Um, but, uh, and I, I think the girls are okay with me coaching them now. <laughs> so you, hang you'd on, have to they, they say they enjoy it anyway. <laughs> Tegan Phillip you played with. Renee. Renee. Yeah, Renee. Maloney. Was Kate Maloney there when you f- was still there? I think she was there she right at the end. Yeah, she, I think she was, 
can't remember if she was right in the team. That's Sorry, Kate. She can't remember if she ever played with you or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, in my last couple of years, I was a little bit distracted by babies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't remember who was there. Hey, would, would you... Were you there, V? I'm not even sure about that. Would you... Um, well, she's very forgettable. Isn't she, Bianca? <laughs> no. Um, would you ever entertain the idea of becoming a head coach? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's a... It's a tough gig. Isn't it just? It's a full-on gig. Um, I, to be honest, I don't know. Not at the moment. Not at the moment. I'm pretty happy with kind of the balance of things that I've got at the moment. Um, but I am kind of continuing working through my coaching accreditation, so we'll see what happens, I guess. Who knows? Do you want to That's take yes. us through what a, <laughs> what a week looks like for you in your role as an assistant coach? Because I think people see game day and they know you're probably at training, but they probably don't know all the things that you have to cover off in a week. Yeah, so I guess my role is pretty much just the on-court stuff. So the girls are obviously in the gym at different times. I'm not usually in the gym with them, although... Um, I was in there this morning for their recovery session that they did, or there was a bit more to it than that. But um, often post the game, we'll have a review session. So Simone and I will meet with pretty much all of the girls individually, usually is what we do, just to kind of go through the game and how they're feeling and what we need to do next. Um, So that's the first part of the week for me. Then there's usually two or three sessions on court, depending on where we are. So that for me involves kind of looking at our previous games to look at what we need to work on and having a bit of a look forward to who we're playing next and um, how we can perhaps exploit some of their (laughs) chinks in their armour, if there are any. Um, So, and then kind of planning what sessions we need to do. And and obviously my work is more with the attack end and particularly now with Di kind of coming back into the mix a little bit more, even more focused on the goalers. So take us back to the weekend, if you can, Shaz. What went right and what went wrong in your mind? What went right? Um, we were getting the ball back a lot early in particular. How was Manix and her intercepts in that first so good, quarter? Yeah. So good pressure. Yeah, really good pressure. Um, I mean, what went wrong is that then we scored off very few of those yeah. times that we actually got our hands on the ball. So, um, you know, there was a little, just a little bit of a breakdown on being able to bring that ball through court and particularly mm. connect into the... Um, the goaling end. And, you know, the Swifts are on top of the ladder for a reason. They're, they're a very good team and they, um, in some way, you know, you heard Bryony Akel on the broadcast talk about, you know, they want to pass the ball on the third second. So it's kind of like a very patient game that they play, which is tricky to defend against. Yes. So does that give you confidence though that they are gettable? I think anyone's gettable. Yeah. I mean, we're here to get people. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we're not here to not get people or teams. Um, so, Yeah, anyone's gettable. Um, We feel like uh, when we reflect on that game and and look at the footage back, there were a few things that we weren't doing well that we normally do. So, um, you know, the the work rate perhaps wasn't – it's not an intentional thing, but the work rate Mm. there wasn't perhaps there in attack that we would have liked, and that's all over the court, um, to create the space for ourselves. Um, So, yeah, they're gettable, and if we can – play the way we know we can, um, I think we can give everyone a shake. With your role on the bench during a game, are you looking at certain stats? I mean, other than shooting percentage for the attack, are there certain stats that you look at or are you just purely watching the game and how the ball's moving? Like how do you actually decide on, you know, what you need to focus on for each quarter or yeah. from there on in? Yeah, so we do. We have um, 
live stats coming through on an iPad that we have sitting in front of us. So that does tell us things like um, our our gain ball conversion rate, our centre pass conversion rate, loose ball gets, which is often a big one for yeah, us, is, you know, yeah. jumping up for, for every team probably. You know, it's one of those little stats that can give a bit of a picture on how switched on you are to those sort of things. So that's one that I like looking at. We get the run of goals too. Um, and so it was very clear on the weekend that we were down 5-1 at the start of that game. <laughs> so the start was, um, you know, something that we kind of want to rectify from the weekend as well. So um, yeah, that loose ball stat for me and the conversion rate and how we're actually executing things when we get our hands on the ball. We know goalers can be a little bit precious. No. Uh, yes, yeah, never. Incorrect. Princesses. Incorrect. Um, if they're missing goals, what do you say to them? Um, what did you like as a player? And is that kind of how you <laughs> read what you're going to give them? Oh, well, a little bit. But, I mean, everyone's different. And that that's the thing about coaching too is uh, everyone wants messages delivered differently and wants to hear different things. So it's, you know, you've got to work those things out too. Um I, there's just a few cues that the girls have and and I always had that too when I was playing. When I was shooting, my little thing that I said in my head, if I thought about it, was steady and lift, which meant that I just took a bit of a breath and got some height on the ball. So each of the girls um, may not have it as clear as that, but they've got a, a few cues. So sometimes I throw that in. Sometimes it's just a matter of going, don't forget your step backs because often the pressure over the shot is enormous um, so just reminder of the strategies that we've got to give, give themselves a bit more space to get a clear shot. I want to ask Sherelle about some of the pressure shots she's hit in her career very shortly. But first, before we uh, finish on the coaching kind of subject, um, there's a lot of debate about access broadcasters are given to the huddles and timeouts. Mm -hmm. Where do you sit in regards to that as a former broadcaster now coach? <laughs> um, Liz Ellis, for instance, says, um, bring it on because it's just so good for the game. Yeah. Um, whereas I heard Paul Gallon say, get rid of the cameras. Yeah, he yeah. was fired up about that, so wasn't he? Where, where do you, I mean, where do you sit in regards to that? We've already seen one incident a few weeks back mm. where it obviously the debate obviously was conjured. Yeah. I, I love the access mm. that we have, um, if I'm kind of speaking more broadly. Um, and I think that in netball, we do need to find different ways to give access and to have a point of difference and to bring to life the... Um, you know, you know, the personalities Absolutely. that we've, we've got there. So, and I think that that does that because you're in the heat of the moment. It's, you know, like Kate Maloney's always spoken about, about, you know, how she speaks in a huddle and it's incredible. I love yeah. it. She obviously learnt that from you, B. So <laughs> very, <laughs> very, I'll take all the credit. very passionate <laughs> and motivating. So, um, you know, I, I do love those things. Um, it does make me wonder when we see an interaction, I guess you're alluding yeah, to the Rob, um, Rob Wright and uh, Kelsey Brown interaction that, um, and we spoke about this on our podcast, Bianca, <laughs> not wanting to point mm. people there, but um, that, you know, that there's a part of me that thinks, well, it probably would have been good if that wasn't broadcast mm. nationally, both for Rob and probably more for Kelsey in, mm. in that situation. However, I don't think that either of them did anything wrong in that, mm. in that situation. And it created some discussion and probably, do you know what, probably made, um, athletes and coaches of all different levels kind of go, well, I wonder how would I react yeah. in that situation? Mm, what, great... what would I do? And so, you know, rather than it be a, oh, you know, he did the wrong thing. She did the wrong thing. It was too much access. I, I just think, you know, it is what it is. 
will coaches be more mindful about how they interact with players and temper things? That would be my question. I, I don't know. It's a great point. Yeah. There's learnings in that sort of interaction mm. for everybody. Is it the NBL that actually mark up the coaches? That you always get into their They're, into the basketball, yeah. but like um, always huddles, have as well. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine Simone being marked up for the entire game? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Would we, would we need a few beeps? <laughs> Because that's one of the great roles that you have is that you get to sit next to Simone because as a player, when you're on the court and Simone's coaching you, you are very much aware at times when she's <laughs> having a few words to say and you don't need to look in her direction. You just look the other way and let her deal you with whatever, especially on. if I've thrown the ball straight over the baseline. <laughs> so, because that must be quite entertaining in some ways, sitting next to Simone, up close and personal for the entire game. It is close and personal. I get a, a few whacks occasionally yeah. too. A few bruises. <laughs> <laughs> sitting next to her. Uh, look, we all know that Simone is incredibly passionate about what she does and, and that's what's, what comes out and that comes out in the moment. Um, I, I don't know how she'd feel about being mic'd up, actually. <laughs> I don't think that you'll get that over the line, Clint or Bianca, <laughs> whoever so. suggested that. <laughs> I, don't think you'll get a, I don't think you'll get it over the line. You may, you may. I'm not sure. Sherelle, as one of um, Australia's uh, great shooters, um, probably the greatest. Exactly. We'll pump what, her up while she's here. <laughs> Thanks, B. What's what stands out as your favourite moment in national colours? National colours. Um, I think for me, I mean, there's. I've been very lucky. I've got to say to have some amazing experiences. Probably the one in terms of just raw emotion was the '99 World yeah. Cup, where you know we arrived in New Zealand and. Would, we were too old and New Zealand had been beating up on us for the last little while leading into that and being down by six at three quarter time and to be able to fight back in that situation and, um, win in the way we did right on the buzzer, um, was amazing. It was. Have what? you got that clip on your phone? Do you watch it every now and then? <laughs> That's how I go to sleep. Do you, show, on, do you show your daughter hey Ruby? Hey, look guys. how good I was. <laughs> Here it is. You know, Seen this? I was doing something the other month. I had to get some footage and I, I said to Zave, I was Zave, did you know I used to play netball for Australia? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, did you want to have a look? And he's like, no, thanks. And I'm like, <laughs> You're like, okay then. Okay. Good chat. Is that when you were rocking the shorter hair as well? Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah. I was starting to grow it out too. Yeah. So it wasn't a great look. <laughs> what about for the Vixens? What's been some of the standout moments for you? Um. Vixens and Phoenix, because we can kind of put it all together okay, under we, one banner. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, oh, gee. Probably, again, really early in my career when we won the first um, Commonwealth Bank trophy was a, an amazing experience. You know, I um, was trying to make a decision on whether to go to the Phoenix Orchestrals and um, decided to come to the Phoenix group because, you know, the players of the like of Simone was there, Liz... Tavener, Liz Boniello, Eloise Southby. So like, mm. I could name almost all of them. And while I probably thought if I went to the Kestrels, it's more likely that I'd get more court time, I decided to come to the Phoenix group just because of who was there and what I could learn off them, even if I was sitting on the bench for a while. Now, I actually did end up playing for a period of time in that, um, the premiership win that we had that year in the, in the final. And that, that memory is amazing. It was, that's something that's really special. And, um, you know, we know the challenges that we went through when we combined the Phoenix and Kestrels team yeah. into the Vixens. And that first year, you know, we were dubbed the dream team and had a not a great year and it was challenging on many, many levels. 
So to be able to go from that and pull it together to one of, like it was a really connected team. I don't know if that's how you remember it, but I remember it being just a really connected team. We were all on the same page and we were able to win that premiership the next year, the second year of ANZ Champs. And that that for me was a really special memory. Yeah. And when, Clint, I don't know if you're aware, but when it became Melbourne Vixens, it was, you know, combining like a Collingwood and Carlton footy yeah. clubs and just yep. putting them together. And we had the biggest rivalry with the Kestrels. Even now when you talk about Kestrels, like we will all comment about, you know, our feelings <laughs> towards playing against them. And um, we actually, Netball Victoria involved Sherelle and I in the whole setup of the club from choosing the name to the colours to the logo to everything. And it's one of those things that, is really special to see that it's all still in existence yeah, now, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. sorry, girls, if you don't like the colours or anything, that was, that was on us and the name and even did a uh, photo shoot. Remember our first photo shoot oh, we did for Melbourne? Oh, tell me about Vixen? it. Come on. What happened? <laughs> it was kind of the first time, I think, as netballers that we'd done a photo shoot where they were like, we'll do all your hair and makeup for you. So we thought, this is wow. princesses, yeah. <laughs> we get to sit there and get all pampered. Yes. and So we initially went in and did a fairly tame yep. kind of, you know, head and shoulders, just a bit of makeup, a bit of neat hair, and then things went a bit. Then they were like, okay, for, I think it was Sherelle, myself, and Julie Corletto, they said, three of you, we want to do some special shots with you. <laughs> special. Special. And what they did was they teased our hair, like we had this huge hair. Wow. This like really bright green coloured, purple coloured eyes and we looked full on. That's probably the only <laughs> way I can describe it. And the photos then got sent to the Netball Victoria board and it was like, okay, we're going to release these and... It's just to have a bit of fun, bring the brand to life. And yeah, something like... a bit different for netballers and shut down. <laughs> really? So apparently happening. those photos were inappropriate. Just a little bit... <laughs> Too much. Too much. Too much. And <laughs> however, they're still everywhere. You can still, still I mean, everywhere. I couldn't find them when I was trying to Google oh, them before. You've but you've got to laugh, don't you? You do. Um, Shaz, do you still catch up with a lot of your old teammates? Yeah. Um, I saw um, Eloise the other day actually at a Carlton function and yeah. I invited her on the podcast. Yeah, I hope she? you don't mind. I invited her on. So we might get her on a little bit Planned. later. But, um, you know, do you still all catch up? For dinner or go out on the town, perhaps? Well, I don't know that we go out on the town anymore. Um, as mums. <laughs> as mums. We do. We haven't they actually had a, a Phoenix catch up for a long time. No. We, we, we do have them occasionally. Time, yeah, we're catching up fairly regularly just out for dinner to um, catch up with everyone. But, yeah, we'll have who, to organise that. Who did you love partying with? <laughs> Uh, well, Natasha Chocolate, yes. who I loved partying with. Yeah. <laughs> Natasha and I lived together for a long period of time. Okay. And so, yeah, we, we did have a lot of fun together. But I loved partying with whoever was willing to have a party. We used to have. <laughs> no, that's not true. You're making me say things that are not true. It's 100% <laughs> true. <laughs> International commitments back then weren't... Like, they, they didn't go on for as long, did they, for the no, whole year. So no, we could often go not. on end-of-season trips. Yes. like. My first couple of years playing with these guys with Phoenix, we'd go to Bali, we'd go to Singapore, and we'd yeah. literally play the grand final and be on a plane the next day yeah. going away somewhere for a week. And we didn't have any training commitments. No. <laughs> like we could no, just, we didn't. So B, they when, just led me astray. I was 18. Well, they she led. Was, like, so our, our first, um, I think it was our first end of season trip that you went on was yeah. in Bali. Yeah. And you were very quiet, actually. And then um, we kind of brought you out of your shell a yeah. little bit in the following years. <laughs> Fair to say. Fair to say. It's fair to say. Steep learning curve. Jeez. Okay, a few more questions from our great fans. Um, Ella wants to know, what's your favourite emoji? 
you an emoji u- oh. user on the mobile yeah, yeah, phone? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it depends. What, what she gave what me a sort of thumbs m- up the other day. Oh, I'm a, oh, it's I'm a, pretty. I'm a lot of thumbs up because then I don't have to write anything. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> this is like, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks, B. The yeah. wink, like the wink with the tongue out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> okay. That's when you're in the cheeky, cheeky mood about to go out on the town. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we often ask this question on the podcast, mm. who is the funniest vixen? Oh, okay. Currently. Mm. Yes. Um, I think just for pure quirkiness, it's Joe Weston for mm. me. Yeah. She always makes me laugh. I don't know if it's like hilarious, like hilarity or if it's just like, what? Yeah. yeah. What but she's, she's fun. I do, do you like find Joe. that it's different being a coach and that the girls don't let you on on? in on all their little oh, jokes that they have and absolutely. you and you just have to kind of sit there and go, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I just, you have to be okay just with not knowing sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. Don't dig <laughs> any like, deeper. Hey guys, what are you talking about? They're like, go away, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still get out on the court as well with them in training sessions? Simone does. Yeah. And we hear she's in the gym doing a yeah, CrossFit. Like, very why don't you join actually. in? Well, I have actually taken the court, but I've been told I'm not allowed to anymore because I did oh. too much. Oh. A few too many stray elbows, or what well, was no, it? Just or you showed like them how to do it, it. it too well. <laughs> I don't think it was she that. still got it. Yeah, still got See, it. Look no, how I can shoot, guys. We sometimes do like where bodies, in terms of defensively through the court, and I, I just go, oh yep, I can tip that one. And they go, oh, my feet literally didn't even leave the ground. I tried to jump, and there's nothing there. So no. I do need to get back into things a little bit more before do you, I do. Do that. you miss your broadcast friends? Well, I do get to see them, yes. which is nice. Yes. But I, we yes, miss you, I Cheryl. do. With your cheeky smile. Yeah. <laughs> say me. We say have me. a lot of fun. Me, me. Well, we won't go into our favourite nights out together. No. Can we? No, no just we as the, uh, as the well, professional broadcaster. For the first that you few are. years, I was the token male, effectively, wasn't I? <laughs> I was the only one. <laughs> oh, dear. And um, so it was, I copped a lot. You did copy. It was a real. Not from me. It was a real. It was, bat- it was a real baptism of fire for yeah, me. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you, you, Let's leave you it there. Hey? It. <laughs> you coached very well. No. Now we know there's a game coming up on the weekend mm-hmm. uh, against the Lightning. What do you have to do to beat them? Uh, well, I think for us it's about um, doing the things that we do well, which we kind of went away from on the weekend. So you had a great win against the Lightning Speaking like a coach now, isn't she? Kind of, yeah. Speaking like a coach. But that's, I mean, but that's the, that's the truth. I I think, um, we had a really great win over them, um, up on the Sunshine Coast earlier in the year, but you know, some of those games seem like a whole nother season ago, so, so long ago. So you kind of do have to reset, have a look at the things that they're doing well. I mean, defensively, particularly with Carla Pretorius in that team, uh, a huge challenge. So, um, but you know, I think that there's no doubt we've got the talent there to, to kind of take us through that. I mean, they're playing a little bit differently too than what they perhaps did. Um, Carla Conan, um, Cara Conan, sorry, came on, um, in our game that we played them. So we've kind of seen a little bit of her, but she's playing a little bit more than what she was then. So I don't know. What's the answer? Score more goals than them. Mm. That's how we win. That was a terrific <laughs> win earlier in the season, though, up there against the Lightning. So you must yeah. take a lot of heart from that. Um, it's a really special afternoon as well, come match day. Yep. Uh, because a uh, big day for members. Automatically in the draw to win fantastic prizes after the game. So stay in and around the court. Don't yeah, stay in your seats. Yeah, stay in your seats. Including, how about this, Sherelle? $5,000 Thai Airways International Flight Voucher. 
That is cool. Where would you go? Oh, where would I go? Somewhere warm with yeah. the beach. So, you know, probably right now, Thailand. <laughs> Wherever. Probably ta- that's yeah. it. Probably that makes Thailand. sense. And what all, else? And for all those home renovators out there, Zito product packs are available to win as well. Mm. And then also, Sherelle, you're inviting two people along to your big night, the Sherelle McMahon medal. There'll be tickets to that to give away and also a signed Vixen's netball. Maybe we'll get an invite. Do you reckon? BX. I wonder if we will. Don't know. Let's, have to ask the let's boss. pretend it's the old day, Sherelle. Can we sit on your table if that's the oh. party table? <laughs> is, the party it, table. is yours the fun table, is it? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Oh, it's your <laughs> night. You get to, it's, you can decide whatever <laughs> the hell happens night. on your night. It's not my night. It's not. <laughs> have you been to every Sherelle McMahon medal? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, I have. So you've got yes. to go forever and ever and ever. You can never say no <laughs> to that invite. It's your night. Sorry, guys. Not available. I've got something on. Who do you think is going to win it this year? Oh, that is a really good question, actually. I I was kind of having a little bit of a think about that. I think in other years Who's it's gonna been... Who's going to win my medal? <laughs> a little... <laughs> yeah, I think in other years it's been a bit more clear. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know who will win it. I think um, the Defenders are doing a nice job this year. But oh, then other Actually, it's probably good for up. all the Vixens fans to know, how does the voting work? Do you as coaches vote after every game? Yes. So they're... Um, there are Simone and I both vote three, two, one after every game, and then so does Beck Webster, I think. Yep. Um, so yeah, there are voting that happens after every game as we go along, and they're sealed away and then read out on the night. So you sort of have a good idea. Oh, it's there's there's no one that's really standing out to be honest in my mind. <laughs> Do you know my moment, last so. year, myself, Liz Watson, and Kate Maloney all finished on the bottom of the best oh, of right. ladder. Yeah. <laughs> well Forever guys. known as the Spuds. <laughs> oh. No. Not bitter at all either. Uh, Hey, Sherelle, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Great to see you on Australia's favourite netball podcast (laughs) here if you need. And I'll see you tomorrow for our (laughs) On that note, uh, that was here if you need. Bianca, catch you next week. I'll be here. Good luck this weekend, Shaz. Thank you. See you soon. See you then.